0: From it, but hey, who cares? Hey, we're actually streaming, we're the only one watching right now, so we're waiting on Tim if you're joining us today and you see us eventually. Or we're gonna, of course, we're gonna be recording this. Uh, Tim is having a little technical difficulties, so we are going to just go ahead and get on so we can talk, maybe go over a few things and be all silly and dorky like we are. Um, let's do a small recap. Um, we're going through hyperspace if you can tell right now. Ooh, look at the cool background. Yay. I tried to find a video hyperspace so you can play that in the background, but they wanted to charge us. Yeah. But they went, everybody has it and they're like, oh, you can have it for a hundred bucks. I'm like, uh, no. I'll just do the little pretty picture. Yeah. So, um, y'all did get some XP and you started spending it. Um, Dan, what'd you spend your XP on? Okay. So, you definitely got some good leveling up there. Jack, what'd you get? (laughs) I wonder why you ranked up in Perry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, crap. They can only hear me still. Oh, great. Yeah, that's weird. Great. Uh, Let's see. Let me check on this. Settings. Audio. Let's see. Why is this being a pain in the butt? All right, who can hear me? Hey, uh, Jackie and Max say something so Think from Space Can Understand. I know. You got 50 billion people Still can't hear What the heck Alright That's the kind of reason Why we need to figure these out Okay Yeah so we're still missing Tim So it's okay Alright Speakers Okay Tim's still trying guys So we're just going to Keep on going We'll keep on working On this one This should default speakers should have taken it. We may have to restart and reboot, but whoa. All right, how about now? All right guys, go wait till everything comes back up and let's see what happens. All right, start singing. is going on huh this is really really weird settings that's all good audio we don't need a preview Doing... oh hold on how about now somebody sing
1: wake up now's the time to put a little makeup why don't you put the keys up on the table
0: the delay is wonderful on twitch <laughs> Ah, good, we got it now. Awesome. out. Okay. <laughs> Just, yeah, last night I was streaming while I was painting, and so I uh, didn't want my audio because I was listening to a book on tape, and I didn't want anything to come through um, so I wouldn't get in trouble for copyright problems.
2: Also, they, they probably weren't listening for your book on tape.
0: No, because I'm actually on like book three, part three. So uh, guys, just so you know, we're having a little technical, technical difficulty. Tim is having some issues. Uh, so we're just going to go over what everybody's done, do a little recap before we get started. Um, thanks for bearing with us, whoever's watching, uh, besides Thing and me. Um, and we're going to talk about who got what. Uh, Jackie Joyless, thanks for coming in. Oh, wait, we got Electric Skateboard. Oh, that's me. Oh, you're on here? I thought you were like Dumb Wizard or something. Uh,
1: you know, I think this is an old one. I have so many. Oh, I forget nerd. so many passwords.
0: All right. Who's Electrical Skateboard? If you're in there, just say hi. Guys, uh, typically we will just respond. I'll respond to anything in Twitch. Uh, but We're going to try to keep things going when we actually get playing. Um, so let's go back. We'll go back to the beginning. Um, Gand, what did you pick up and what, what, what does it affect and why did you pick it up?
2: Okay, I picked up Toughened, which gives me two extra hit points.
0: Woo, that's always good.
2: I picked up Rapid Recovery because I needed to pick up something from that column to get the next one down, which is bought Info. Okay. Which is, I'm going to check my, tech, my, my book here. I wonder if that's the one that I
1: took and I forgot about.
2: Bought Info, instead of making a knowledge check, I may take a Bot Info action spend credits equal to 50 times the difficulty of the check uh, to pass with one success.
0: Gotcha. So you're just spending extra money to get what you need done.
2: Yep. Okay. And I took a rank in athletics and a rank in brawl.
0: Which is understandable.
2: Because there's not a lot I can do in melee.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah, you were mostly a gun guy anyway. Yeah. In this last encounter, I could see why why you wouldn't pick that up. Fizz, what'd you pick up?
1: I picked up a couple things, but I forgot them, so I ranked up in Perry.
0: <laughs> did Did y'all update these in the program so I can just uh, download them when I need to or whatever?
2: I can I can send it along because mm-hmm. I updated it in the program. I just haven't added it to the Facebook app.
0: Okay, yeah, just uh, go ahead and uh, add that in there to make sure everything's going. And uh, okay. we will uh, that way. I, if I need to, I can look at it, and we can get some stuff going on it. Um, We're still waiting on Tim. Um, So we'll have to wait and see how everything's going. Um, Other than that, last we left off, y'all are headed to a planet on the Outer Rim to check out something about it being destroyed. And they sent out, what, 20 some other ships in the process, Uh too?
1: Yeah, I think like 30.
0: Yeah a bunch of other ships to the different Outer Rim planets to find out why they're being destroyed and commun- why communication has been gone. Because there was rumored that there were some pirates that were taking it out, but this is a large mass shot out to it. So, we're going to see how that's going. Um, we're going to wait on Tim to go anything further. Does anybody want to do anything or any questions about stuff that's going to going on? Um, Did story-wise? Turk
2: ever pay me?
0: Did Turk ever what? Pay me. No. That's what I thought I just wanted to make sure Nobody has paid Nobody's been paid Uh, Turk hasn't sent any money I I assumed that the
2: Jedi wouldn't get paid Because they're doing this for the good of The order and stuff But
0: No, you haven't asked or anything? So Yeah No?
2: I, I was Jedi are good on their word. I should trust them that they'll pay me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But what have you learned about Turk? Uh,
2: Turk's not your normal Jedi.
0: No, he is not. Turk is definitely not your normal Jedi. Um, So you don't have to worry about it. Um, Maybe you can, you know, you may want to ask him about that. Yeah. frizz did you need to do anything or say anything or whatever before uh we get started yeah i just wanted think? to
1: establish uh what we had in our ship if i recall correctly the civilizations lost contacts they sent out several teams mm-hmm. and they let us board with turk having blasters but no lightsabers that you know of, make yes. it
0: up. correct okay all yeah. right yeah you don't have any personal lightsabers um don't have anything that's yours you know typical type stuff a7 hasn't said anything to you the last thing he told you was that turk wished y'all good luck and he was not joining you which is kind of y'all thought he was going to be there i guess but he wasn't
2: what
1: if we're just becoming red shirts <laughs> different to roll new characters
2: over the weekend hey.
0: <laughs> um t- talking about that we will not be playing uh next week uh, because everybody has some, uh, personal and, you know, other things, business to do. Mm-hmm. So it's no big deal. Um, maybe we'll get some cool new artwork from our artist.
2: That would be cool.
1: Is it me?
0: No, oh, I don't know. Who, who's been doing our artwork?
1: <laughs> did you guys see the one today?
2: Huh? I did not see the one today.
1: You know what? Nobody did. It's pretty good. You should check this it
0: is out. is the one you got fizzling leaning back and kind of chilling or whatever.
1: Yeah, I was originally going to have her doing the Vulcan salute and then I was like you know what I, that's how I'll kill my character today so I won't do that <laughs> yeah i saw it?
0: that things are personal on
1: the, the book face
2: on the book face
0: the book of face
2: on more than dice
0: or was um, it...
1: no just on my am i your friend no we're Ooh. not friends on facebook there yet. you go oh well maybe i should friend you here quick
2: What, what a very uh, Nordic name you have.
1: Huh. Uh, it's German. So, <laughs> Niebergall means in German to owe everybody money.
2: It does?
1: So, I'm keeping my family name alive um, <laughs> and <laughs> owing everybody money.
0: Um, if y'all want to go ahead and roll a uh, force dice so we can get a destiny point so we can get that out of the way. There you go. Um, and then when Tim gets in, he can roll his. Way to go, Gand! Always doing it. I'm lucky! Jackie, did you already sign in? Aren't
2: you glad? I- yeah, look at all oh. of this! Aren't I glad I don't actually have force powers? I just pretend <laughs> to use mysticism.
0: And stuff. So Okay, so let's go. One, two, three. Boom, boom, boom.
2: Three points for Gonzo.
1: Three points for Frizz to use on dumb things. <laughs>
0: uh, also, yeah, we, we actually talked um, after we got done playing uh, last weekend. We actually talked, and I thought there was something we needed to do as a house rule. And using um, the Jedi, Jedi's using Dark Force points to pull off the abilities. Uh, it is completely optional. Uh, I know the rules state that you don't have to, uh, that you can't use dark side to do stuff. You can use dark side after you use a light side. Um, and we decided to use and house rule it that they can use a dark side point to take off, to use a force power. They just got to be kind of reasonable with it, but it is optional. Um, that way it's a little bit more tempting, especially if you need to use it in a pinch. Um and so you need to force push someone off and you're like I can't roll, you know, a white die. I can't roll a white one forever and you just of course you eventually can't do it. Um mm-hmm. but in a in a <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: That was mildly terrifying.
0: That was pretty funny. <laughs> but um that was pretty good. Jackie. In, in case you for the people listening, Jackie's camera just fell. <laughs> Um, but that way they can use the force point, you know, all right, I need to push this guy off a cliff or it's going to kill one of my characters. It's a violent act. I need to do it with a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so boom, we've decided that would be something that would be usable and understandable to do. Um, other than that, um, story so far, hopefully Tim will get on here pretty soon. I'll check in with him real quick. See what he's doing. Uh, Make sure that if we're vastly outnumbered and that there are force points available, I remembered that I suddenly had a thermal detonator in my pocket. I wouldn't say (laughs) you had a thermal (laughs) detonator, but...
2: (laughs) No, if he calls it before the session,
1: it's not metagaming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speed of dark side points. So, using a dark side point is kind of like tapping into the dark side. So, would you say in-game role-playing-wise that we would be tapping into our more emotional yes so yeah
0: if, if i mean if, if you're so deaf, want
1: to, to angers
0: or whatever. yeah i mean for the most part we'll just use that as an example you're sitting there and um mal and some bad guy are fighting it out sabers across each other and he's about to strike mal down because mal's like on her knees and you're about to strike and you're going to use force push against the person and you roll it Hey, it looks like Tim's going to be on pretty soon. Tim um hmm. no video but we do have sound. Say something for us, buddy.
3: Can can you hear me at this point? Oh yeah, that's we actually can really hear good. You now. Okay. Um I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the video to work. I I've been chipping away at this and it's not cooperating very well. Okay.
0: Uh it, it, well, at least you're on and we could, you know, maybe, you know, we don't get to see your beautiful hair in
3: person. It's a
1: really nice profile picture. It is. <laughs>
3: It's a bad hair day so let's let's forgive it. <laughs> um I so a couple of points of contrast I obviously apologize for the technical difficulties You're fine. um I there was a like a house fire on my block last night. Ooh Uh, so there was like a ton of smoke in the air and I have asthma that I don't even notice 90% of the time. And all of a sudden it was like, you have asthma. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. And then I went to work today and, uh, the other manager at the store decided it was like the day to clean out the entire back room. So like I'm working the front and, and the whole entire space is full of dust. And I'm just like really having trouble breathing. So I went home this afternoon and, and so I'm not in my office. And uh, I'm now using my partner's laptop and like broadcasting from a totally unfamiliar setup. So I apologize for all of those things. I just, I always assume Skype will be easy to use and it just never is.
0: Well, I mean, is it just video that you're having a problem with right now?
3: Uh, no, no, it, it took this long to get the audio setup working. Huh. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a pain.
0: Okay. Um, well, we can still play. I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, you don't have to have videos, audio isn't the most important part. Um, are you able to see? You're not able to see my. Are you able to see my screen?
3: Um, give me a sec.
0: Okay. Um, I, I mean, if I mean, not, yes. you can watch us on Twitch.
3: Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to have this computer do more than it thinks it can. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> the little computer that could.
3: Well, it, it's it's right. Like Laura's point was, she was suggesting earlier today that it's almost at the point where she can justify her company buying her a new computer, but not quite. Um, so right now, what I have um, is the the standard Skype thing where it, it puts you all into a, like a a quadranted split screen, uh-huh. um, which is great because I can see the two of you really nicely. But the like the portion of this that is Gonzo's screen is like, it's a quarter the size I'd like it to be.
0: Okay, can you click click on my my picture and it should make me larger, and you should hold on to that picture.
3: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm used to doing. But uh-huh. now, for some reason, it just uh, zooms it in a quarter of an inch or zooms it out a quarter of an inch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, okay. not, that's not normal. Ah, okay. There's a toggle. This version of Skype has a different way to set it up. Okay, just, great. Yeah, I've you can just zoom in
1: the screen really close. <laughs> like a huge close-up control plus on him.
3: Um, are you logged
0: into the dice roller?
3: Uh, no, but I'm getting there. Okay. That is... Um, sorry, what's it's the URL? It
1: starts skyjet or skyjedi.com.
3: We're just going to add all of the Star Wars esque things together. Yeah. Okay. And then it's Dawn of the Harbinger.
0: Yeah. And we're already streaming by the way, so um say oh, hi good. to everybody. So good. So
3: this whole experience of me being some <laughs> psychological user. That's all yeah. that's all recorded live for the entertainment of our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh while we're live streaming, what's the password for the channel again?
0: Um, I don't remember. Uh, so, one text I him. Use my name. Yeah, I don't think there was. Yeah. I don't think oh, I said that right, right, one.
3: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, good. I'm in. Let's dance. All
0: right, uh, give me a foresight point.
3: Aww. Oh. Some lines i am anticipating.
0: All right, so we were just doing recapping, and we were talking about using dark side points uh, for force points that we're gonna go ahead and, and we were describing it to some people that we're gonna let you use the dark side ability to um, for to pay for your force abilities and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and that was an, and Jackie was asking about how if it's you know you you tap into whatever is a negative side of the force. And we use the you example that you're fighting some other lightsaber wielder and you're down on your knee and about to die. And that other lightsaber user is about to, you know, strike you down. And she taps into force push and is able, and she rolls like four blacks, you know, that she taps into her anger side to shove him off the cliff or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. type thing. That way it's able to. And we were just catching some people up because people were, uh, we house ruled that. Uh, and we got caught up. Did you spend your XP? Are you holding on to your XP still? Or did you spend any?
3: Uh, I'm going to spend it. But uh, my access to my character sheet right now is fairly limited. Okay. Um, I believe... Uh, actually, I, I know for a fact that I'm going to spend it on um, uh, another rank in uh, Reflect. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, nice, simple road to becoming more intelligent. Okay. No big deal. Uh, so
0: yeah. like I said, we last left off. Uh, we were driving through hyperspace. And as you can see, we're driving through hyperspace. gonna use the screen to show up some stuff that's going to happen. Cool. Um, just for the g whiz of it. Because it's kind of neat and stuff. So um, we last left off. Like I said, Turk's not here. You're with A7. A7's taking you through hyperspace. Um, and y'all are traveling and doing your normal things. You're just playing around your normal space travel being bored. Uh, playing games or, you know, of course, I'm sure uh, Frizz is harassing A7 any time she can. Um, Gann, you do have a section of the spaceship that is, of course, um, fully atmosphered for you. Not a big sports section, but enough to be appropriate.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a broom closet. It's a broom closet. <laughs> and but all of a, a sudden... It's
2: broom closet you guys can't breathe in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and all of a sudden that you feel the jerk of a stop of hyperspace, you immediately come out of hyperspace and Mm. you can feel the little shudder of the ship. Um, and it's, you know, that you've dropped out of hyperspace.
2: Uh, I go up to co-pilot
0: with a seven. All right. He's like, uh, we have to recalculate our, um, astro navigation because we have to go to a stop along the way um we received a signal from mamek which is the uh chan fan jedi that y'all uh remember talking to um mm-hmm. and we need to he needs we need to meet him at area uh, e-r-i-a-d-u and you're going to be going to that section uh, so we just need to redo this. We had just dropped out of hyperspace. Uh, Gand, would you give me a astro- uh, navigation check and see if you can find there? Standard difficulty. Uh, it is actually, uh, the planet is pretty big. It's on the outer rim, but it's uh-huh. a large uh, spaceport. Um, pretty, I would say not equivalent, but trying to be like Coruscant-type uh, spaceport. <laughs> You you try, you click it up, and you're like, what's the name of that? This is it, right? And A7 looks at you and goes,
3: you're a pilot.
2: I'm a pilot. Astromechs are supposed to do this.
3: Um, M- Mel blunders over and says, oh, if it's an astromech job, I could probably help. I'm pretty capable with machinery.
0: Can you chart us a distance and travel us to a redo?
3: Well, like human surgery and dealing with mechanics, that seems like something that a clever person could just do. Mm. So yeah, sure. Of course. Not
1: jabbing at you.
0: uh,
3: (laughs) You're like... I'm
2: not a clever person. I'm a very
0: (laughs) agile person. Okay. You sit there and you just like, oh yeah, you forgot to add the one or something like that and clicked it. And of course you're like and it plots the course and everything. No problem. And uh, you've pretty much have where you're supposed to be going. And uh, he's like, all right, let's get back up. And, you know, everything's punched in. And he hits hyperspace again, and y'all head back out. Uh, he says it's probably going to take about two days to get there, no problem, because we are going to be going to the Outer Rim. So if there's anything you would like to do uh, specifically, let me know. If not, we can just fast forward two days. Nobody?
3: Nope. I think I'm we're sleeping.
0: You're sleeping. Take okay. a
2: short rest. <laughs> Go back to... Uh...
0: Hanging out in the methane. Okay. Y'all actually get to, um, to the city and it is a very futuristic looking city. Um, you can see the picture very yes. vibrant, beautiful. very pretty, a lot of traffic very much reminds you of, you know, what you would see of, uh, of a Coruscant. Um, very well-traveled ships flying in and out like crazy when you're coming in. Um, and he, like, says, all right, uh, it's going to take probably about a day or two here. Um, so if you want to hang out, do some stuff, um, I have to wait for Melnick to get to us. Um, and we have to wait for where to meet him. Uh, for some reason, whatever he's doing right now is super, super secret. So I'm getting a little weird noise.
1: That was me. Sorry, I'm my- Camera wants to uh, be on the floor. Oh, again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, he's like, so we're going to to wait here, uh, get a message from him. Once we get a message from him, we will go pick up whatever he needs or do whatever he needs. And then we will get back uh, hyperspace to the outer rim. Uh, Other than that, Frizz, stay out of trouble. I'll
1: do my best.
0: Uh, He just... Goes off and you can see him. He like walks down the platform, goes off and pays some fees um, and does what he needs to do. So you roughly have about a day or two, give or take. Uh, you do have communicator uh, devices that you can communicate with each other uh, over, you know, sh- short distance, but not, you know, interplanetary. So if there's anything you would like to do or go see, you
3: may do that now. Well, Mel doesn't really have any money or any resources, and she's <laughs> a little bit intimidated by a planet like this. So she's probably going to hang back at the ship or maybe follow someone else if they've got something that they want to do especially, but not strike out on her own okay. with any kind of confidence.
0: No problem. It can be a little intimidating. I mean, it's the bright, flashy light's understandable. Yep. Gand.
2: I am going to make good on A7's uh, request and and stick to Frizz like, glue (laughs) to make sure that she doesn't get into trouble.
0: Okay. Frizz.
1: Oh, man. I think I have, like, three coins on me, so I guess I'm going to go get some kind of sticky bun. (laughs) That's really all I can do with three, I think. <laughs> um, okay. Did he tell? Uh, did we have like a specific place we were supposed to go, or we're just waiting for the time? You're just waiting for the time. Pass for that.
0: Okay. He, he, <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm making
1: you guys waste your time over here and watch me eat a sticky bun. <laughs>
0: now we're, we're eat, into some, this. eat some street food. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, Y'all yeah, start kind of walking around. And of course, this is, I mean, it is the bright flashing lights. It is, you know, so many different races, even the races that you've never seen before are starting to pop up. Um, there we, go. we got a little audio issue, guys. Um, and things are happening all around you, left and right. People are moving in. People are hawking wares. You can see, you know, it, it, it's it's like you're a sensory overload right now. Uh, all around you, things are happening. The air is buzzing with vehicle. Excuse me, got a burp. Uh, vehicles. Um. Everything's going around. Um, you actually find a stall that if you wanted to buy some street food, you may buy some street food, Fris. What do you want to buy?
1: Definitely buy some street food.
0: Okay. Uh Gand, you hear a beep on a communicator within your uh, right ear. This uh, one is listening. Uh you are now given a few credits. You hear A 7s voice. Uh I need you to pick up supplies. Um stuff for um let's say camping you're going to need some outdoor survival gear um you have a thousand credits uh and you you can here. you know he's like just use the use this and here's your credit uh portion um find us some stuff that would help us for wilderness and desert survival
2: this one will do that
0: don't let frizz near the money this All one right. had no
2: intention
0: of letting the little one near the money. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then it clicks off. Uh, Friz, you find this piece of food, and it's it, it it's kind of like an electronic stick. And on it, the food is cooking on the stick. And you're not sure what type of meat it is, but it definitely is sizzling. And it's got like a little bit of, you know, sauces dripping on it and stuff. And it's definitely, you know, it smells good but you're not sure what it is, and he's like, you know, they're like, you know, two credits.
1: Two credits, all right. Um, (laughs) I need some protein. Uh, Frizz is going to exchange two credits for the mystery meat. Let me write that down, two credits down. Uh, Do I get it on the stick?
0: Yes, you eat it on the stick.
1: Awesome. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to shove it in my pocket. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: and I'm, I'm gonna go Alright You shove this meat Are you are you taking the stick with you? Yes Okay You <laughs> shove this <laughs> in your pocket And all of a sudden Your pocket starts warming up And it starts burning Because it's actually cooking still on the stick
2: Oh god <laughs> <laughs> Oh no Um yeah, does most of the Other humanoids do
0: <laughs> all of a sudden, y'all see she's walking down the street, and all of a sudden, her pocket is like she, she's like twitching, and all of a sudden, there's like an issue with her leg. And she's like, ah, 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 and you can see that your leg is pretty much on fire.
1: Oh man, well, I'm going to try to be cool and uh, <laughs> remove the stick as quickly as possible, try not to burn my hand. Okay,
0: I'm willing to do a cool
1: check for that.
0: Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, where is cool at on my chart here? There we go. Oh, I am ranked in cool because I am just like that.
3: Boom. Oh, so
2: you roll with any purples. I'm oh just... no! What
3: is yep. it? One purple? Two purples
0: always. Yeah, so just redo the no redo the roll. Okay, that's, that's, okay. that's fine. You you pull it out, <laughs> no problem. I have it turned off on the screen because I wanted y'all to see the city. Um, you pull it out real quick, and you're like. I meant to do that (laughs) and you can eat, you know, the meat off of it or whatever, but it's definitely, you can tell that the stick is meant for heating stuff up.
1: Um, before I try to give it back to him, is there a way to turn off that stick?
0: Yeah. There's a button.
1: Well, I'm going to turn it off and save that sucker for later.
0: Okay. You turn it off. Are you going to eat it? Or are you going to shove it back in your pocket?
1: It's going back in my pocket. Okay. Um, I'll also look over to you, Gond. Um, who were you talking to, or were you just talking to yourself?
2: I was talking to the great <laughs> spirits of the universe. Oh. They tell All us right. that we need to find desert gear.
1: Oh, yeah, you don't say. All right, well, um, I will follow you if you want to get some desert gear, but I have one uh, currency, so I'm done for the day.
2: Um, my payment came through.
1: Oh, good do so sell, oh. sell something I, I find things oh, oh I see you found some money okay okay all right money bags <laughs> go find your desert stuff I'll be hanging out with you
3: <laughs> Mel's gonna follow the finds person and see if uh, if she can't find herself some desert gear too
0: okay again
3: um, you're you have a thousand credits
0: um, You can, all you gotta do is use a credit stick and do what you need to do. Um, Up to you what you want to get. Other than that, guys, I mean, he. you can see he's definitely, like, looking and trying to find some stuff. Uh, He's going up and down the wares. Um, Other than that, you're just going to hang out with him until then?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, Mel's gonna ask a couple of questions, like when he starts picking things up, she'd be like, why do we need that for a desert planet? Like, that, that sort of thing. Um, she's kind of new to all of this, so... Her her approach is usually ask questions until someone tells her she's being too annoying. Okay. <laughs> Alright.
2: How many days do I think we're going to be on a desert planet?
3: You
0: don't know. He didn't say. Three of us. You can see him, he's like he's like looking at some wares and he's counting. You can see, you know, the calculations. He's like using his fingers and he's like Yes. <laughs> Trying to figure out what he needs.
2: I need thirty-five ration packs. Okay. No wait, that's unvisible by three. <laughs> Thirty six ration packs. Okay. Three tents. Okay. Three sets of climbing gear.
0: Okay.
2: A fusion lantern.
0: Okay.
3: Do Do we need like uh, like cloaks or boots or anything?
0: Mm-hmm. Or maybe um,
2: water. <laughs> uh, I assumed water was in the ration packs. I don't see a uh, price mm-hmm. for water.
0: All right, maybe just need to buy extra. For... Um, yeah. So he—he he actually, you're gonna actually spend probably quite a few hours doing this, uh, getting the appropriate gear, getting what you need to do, and then heading out. So Gabe, while you're trying to figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to spend the appropriate amount. Uh, Just make a list of what you need. Uh, Make sure you spend under the thousand. And you can head back to the ship because A7 eventually is like, all right, uh, we're going to be meeting him tomorrow morning at uh, a certain spot, and then we will get on our way.
2: Uh, How much does water cost?
0: Uh, Just uh, take half of the ration.
2: Okay. And we will... Is that a day's worth of water for
0: a half ration? Yeah, day day's worth of water.
2: Okay.
1: Well, while they're doing that, I'm just gonna be aimlessly walking around, seeing if anything for one credit pops out at me. (laughs) Okay.
0: Want to buy? Uh, Yeah, you eventually find like a little trinket. It's like a little tiny little stone that's been carved. That you know, a little tiny, tiny.
1: Is it a turtle?
0: It's not a turtle. Oh,
1: I'll will t- buy it anyway. All right,
0: I got dumb trinket. Okay. Dumb trinket.
3: Could could matter.
0: Um, just keep up what you know. What what you're what you're spending and how much. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything else that y'all need to do, if not, you can head back to the ship and wait for the morning.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the ship. Okay. And take a short rest till morning.
0: Okay. Um, You have actually, when you get back to the ship, A7 is already there waiting on y'all. And he's like, all right, all we got to do now, guys, is wait in the morning. So there's nothing that you need to do. We can advance the story unless there's something specific.
1: I'm going to point out to A7 my really nice trinket and say, hey, look, I didn't steal this. Uh, Carry on.
0: He, he looks down, and you can see he, he kind of peers at it, and goes, "Why would you want to anyway?"
3: <laughs> oh, hey seven! You're so mean. <laughs> that was hurtful. <laughs> I was gonna stifle a giggle at that. <laughs>
0: All right, he he takes and he locks up the ship for the night, and he's uh, hunkers it down, and uh, is like, "All right, uh, other than that, we will see everybody in the morning." Dan, are you still buying stuff that you need to buy
2: uh, I've almost got it figured okay. out he's literally shopping till he drops
1: okay. right now
0: no biggie just uh, I guess' just keep track of it not a big deal um, that's
2: the reason why I'm keeping it in the Skype chat.
0: gotcha that's that's good um, the morning comes around and a7 um, Mel you get woken up um, and you get a little nudge and uh a7 you you can tell a7 is trying to not he's he's trying to be super super quiet and so he just kind of nudges you awake to like you know and kind of holds up a finger um gand you get a slight slight small tap on your door make a perception roll difficulty of three greens or, or three purples excuse me okay
2: Do I perceive anything? Perception is one of those and one of those. <laughs> I hear it, but I hit
0: my head. <laughs> you you hear it, and you op- and, and and you've you've cleared the room off before you open the door, and you clear it up, and you're like, yeah, what do you want? Really loud. Uh, Frizz, make a perception roll. You have only, um, you actually freak out. You get a little startled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: Mel, Mel gives a bit of a yelp before quickly silencing herself. She's not very comfortable being yeah. touched at all.
0: Um, you get, oh, uh, wait, you let me finish.
3: Oh. <laughs>
0: look what's that? Don't look uh, at it. Don't look at it. Uh, give me that, but you get uh, three purples and a black. Okay. I am ranked in perception. Nice. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um you're still asleep. Oh, you, as soon as you I'm say something. Blissfully. Yeah. As soon as you come out the door and you say something, A7 puts his hand over your communicating device on the front of your helmet before you can say anything more and he's like And he's like, we gotta leave quietly. Don't wake Frizz. This
2: one nods.
0: <laughs> and then Mel, same thing to you. Don't
2: wake Frizz.
0: And then they start uh, heading out.
3: Mel's gonna move very, very quietly. Try to follow A7. She's really anxious at this behavior. Okay. She really wants to wake Frizz. <laughs>
0: Uh, if you're trying to be stealthy, you can If not, just be cautious um, If you're trying to make noise, let me know If not, we'll just keep going with it No,
3: no, trying to be stealthy Okay Being cautious
0: Okay, If you're just being cautious is no big deal If you're trying to be stealthy, it's definitely a roll Because uh, you're trying to get on and off the ship
3: Okay, what's uh, what's the roll like?
0: Uh, it's a stealth roll
3: Okay Uh, That's a thing. Yeah.
0: So you get off and you go to close the ship door and you hit the button, you know, the the hatch and stuff. And Frizz, make a perception roll, only two purples. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You wake up and you're like, what was that? Oh, yeah. nothing. <laughs> All right. So, y'all get up, and Frizz, you're still asleep. And y'all three start walking. And he's like, I didn't want to bring Frizz. She may have a problem with this. We don't want her to be here when this happens. So. This one needs
2: to return 55 credits to you, by the way.
0: Oh, did you pay? <laughs> okay. Just put it back on there. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Wait, why would Fritz have a problem with this? And why wouldn't we?
0: She would have a problem with this because she can't keep her mouth shut. And we got to be careful.
2: (laughs) I may be skilled, but unlucky. She is unskilled, but lucky.
0: (laughs) Because I need you two for protection. When we find Melmic or Maimic, so I need y'all to just look out while I deal, while I handle what he needs to be handled
3: with. All right. Mel's Mel's gonna keep a, a as calm a demeanor as possible and have her lightsaber at the ready. You don't have a lightsaber. I have a really bad training lightsaber. There you go. <laughs> a training lightsaber. <laughs> it looks like a lightsaber from a distance, so that's what matters here. It's
0: got a little red tip on it. <laughs> <laughs> that he is.
2: That, that Mel has. That Mel has skillfully painted black. Yeah. to Make look not like a training lightsaber.
3: That's that's how you that's how you upgrade. You know, the Padawan graduation ceremony is just a bunch of black paint. It's just duct tape. <laughs> All right,
0: um, y'all head off, um, and y'all are gone for pretty much about an hour before he goes. Gand here, Mel here, and he points to certain areas. Keep an eye on me.
3: Mel takes her position and okay. keeps her eyes peeled. Uh, Friz, she can be.
0: Um, make a um, make a perception roll. Uh, only one purple. Okay, you are like shoot up out of bed and go, I'm starving, I've been sleeping for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> your hunger um, is overtaking but, you, you know, your typical always eating type thing, and it's overtaking you and you wake up because you're hungry. Uh, you I'm under? going
1: to get up and uh, nearly collapse at my door because the hunger is so intense, I haven't <laughs> eaten in about four and a half hours. Uh, uh, I'm going to look around, take a little bit of my pocket meat with me and munch <laughs> on that. Uh I guess I'm going to try to go bug A7 and see if he has foodies for me.
0: The spaceships uh, is actually eerily quiet. Nothing's happening. Even the droids that, you know, some of the astromechs and other things that, that you've had around the ship are not even here or making any noise. It's like a ghost ship, pretty much.
1: Ugh, I don't like ghosts. <laughs> um, well, darn. Uh, so after she wanders around for a few minutes, she's going to clearly realize that there's... Nobody else hanging out in the ship, and I guess leave. Try to see okay. if there's if it's daylight. She didn't realize or something.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean it's completely you know besides the normal hum and whistles and everything of a spaceship that's running, uh, you know under its you know shutdown power type stuff. Uh, it's pretty much nobody's here.
1: They went and got breakfast without me.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I'm going to angrily march out of the ship.
0: You go up to the ship and you go. And it's like you're locked in
1: I'm going to pull out the little piece of paper in my pocket with the password <laughs> uh, Be like, yeah, I was doing this right Oh man, what the heck They they really did get breakfast without me I think it's because I'm broke uh, <laughs> Well heck, if I'm alone on the ship I'm going to go see if there's something that can fit in my pockets.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead and walk around uh, you can give me a search roll if you're going to look for something particular, um, or actually a perception roll. A perception uh, roll. Yeah. Or it, it, to... if you're looking for something specific, let me know. Uh, if not, if you're just looking for something, just a pocket, don't worry about a perception roll.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm. I am a kleptomaniac, and we don't really care what we steal, so okay. I'm not going to roll.
0: All right. So you are just like, why oh, are This looks shiny, and you like throw it in your pocket. <laughs> Um I go back one
1: <laughs> shiny object.
0: <laughs> um Gandon Mel. You eventually, um, after about fifteen or so minutes, you see A7 standing by this vendor and you do see uh Mamek, uh which you would think of because of how short statured he is. Um walk up and you can see them two converse for a little bit. He has A7 something in his hand. Um it's not like it's hugely, you know. Brought in the open, but it's more casual, like. And then he goes off and walks in another direction. Hmm. A seven turns around, walks back, and says, "Okay, when you go back to the ship, keep an eye, make sure nothing around us is happening."
2: I'm going to be vigilant.
0: Okay, Uh, give me two perception rolls, Uh, or or, one each, I should say. Sorry. Okay. Uh Mel, you do notice uh and Gane, you notice but the wrong person. Uh, <laughs> Mel, you noticed um someone walking that is actually
3: kinda of trail you. Okay. Um Mel's gonna just kinda hang back from the group a little bit. Uh-huh. And sort of create a little bit of space. Uh if by hanging back she lets her companions kinda cover the distance and round a corner before, you know, this person can see where they're going. Like if she just kind of creates some space and then adds more space to the person following them, all the better. Uh, If the person tries to kind of overtake her and continue to keep the lead, she's going to try to engage them.
0: Okay. Uh, You can definitely tell that they're staying pretty far back.
3: Okay. Well, she's going to do the same thing. She's going to just try to keep that space and she's going to surreptitiously use her communicator to talk to a seven and say, uh, there is somebody following us. Um, maybe take a bit of a different route back to the ship. I'll uh, meet you there.
0: Okay. Um, A7's like, okay, we'll continue on. Just keep that person in your eye and let us know if anything happens. Um, and you can tell that you're definitely taking a different route back and easily no problem. Um, you sit there and you notice that the person that's following you, Tim, or following y'all... Mm-hmm has stopped at a uh, vendor.
3: Okay. Uh, Mel's going to try to just kind of watch them from a distance, uh, surreptitiously observe their behavior, see what the vendor is, just kind of maybe take some mental notes. Okay. You, you do that, and eventually you notice
0: that person buys a
3: couple of things and then walks
0: off uh, away from where y'all were.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mel's going to kind of keep busy herself at the the booth, kind of doing nothing for 20 minutes or so. And then she's going to double back on a different route again toward the ship.
0: Okay. Um, You go back, you get to the ship. No problem. You don't see anything else out of the ordinary. Um, Going back and Ganda and uh, a seven y'all make it to the ship. No problem. And you, he punches in something hatch opens up. Uh, Frizz, make a cool check.
1: Frizz is too cool for school. (laughs) Too difficulty?
0: Yes. You're sitting there and you're like, and you jump and startle as you like drop something. You're like, I didn't touch it. But you're like real, nah, you're like really cool about it. Because you hear the hatch open up and you get, you put it down before anything happens.
1: Okay. Yes, I do.
0: i um, just going to slink away for a second. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of back out and you're like, you can just sit on a couch being, hmm. Hmm.
3: Nothing happened here at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so you use that. A7
0: is like, uh, so uh, what have you been doing here all by yourself? Uh, frizz, why didn't you get up when breakfast was ready?
1: I'm going to lean far back. Say, don't you tell me about breakfast. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be two time By my own crew for some Flappies Did you get a to go bag?
0: What about it? I mean we ate, I mean they ate And I just you know sat there Being a good host You know doing what a good protocol droid does
1: You guys know I'm poor
0: You could have ate what was on the ship We didn't want to wake you We know how cranky you get when you don't sleep
1: well, good, I do get cranky. I am going to go eat on the ship. Um, I'm going to go storm off to the pantry and settle <laughs> for whatever's in there.
0: Okay. Um, you pretty much are going to be hitting hyperspace now. He's like, all right, uh, let's go ahead and go to Clastive, uh, which is a planet that you're supposed to be visiting and checking out what happened to uh, the destroyed area. No problem. Um, and so he punches in um, navigation and y'all head up. Uh, it's going to take you about another two days during this, so if there's anything else you want to do, ask. No problem, let me know. If not, we jump forward two days.
3: Well's going to try to find a moment where she can talk to A7 sort of on his own. Okay. Um, maybe uh, like just a quiet moment when like Fitz isn't around, uh, maybe whenever else is asleep or something like that, and she's going to ask A7 uh, who he met with, and what you're trying to
0: get. Um, I can't tell you what it is. That is Melmac. You've met him before. He's the Chandran, uh, the Charger fan. Uh, they're the bat-looking guys. Little sneaky uh, Jedi that works with Turk. Um, he tells you that's so it was. And other than that, I can't tell you anything else, man.
3: Okay. Um, you'll excuse me having some trust issues, given the last person we trusted when we were researching ended
0: up betraying us i totally Just understand to it out. Uh, to uh, out to like... yeah no big deal uh, Gand, you um you don't seem to see anything wrong with your room
2: Gand couldn't remember if he had uh re-methaned his room after uh he left
0: that's okay <laughs> you knows nothing out of place but
2: <clears throat> we left the we left the klepto on the ship, so I
3: wanted to make sure.
1: <laughs> Fortunately for you, the klepto also didn't know if you reconditioned your room before you left.
3: So, <laughs> remethaned your room it is uh, that's uh, that's an expression of sorts. Uh... Yep. Yes, yes, it is.
0: Okay, um, you sit there, and y'all are flying for about a day. Uh, about the middle of the second day, um, Frizz. A7 walks up to you, clicks on a monitor and goes, and you see its footage from the inside the ship, put it back.
1: I was just looking at the shiny objects. Um, I dropped it and my force powers just kicked in like a second instinct and it just flew to my being so quickly that, and then I forgot.
0: If a droid could scowl, you would definitely see it in his face. You're going to hear I'm a little try buzz. I'm going walk away without giving back the shiny object. See so if, like, little magic tricks uh, distract him. <laughs> he's like, put it back, Frizz. Uh,
1: I put it back. I'm going <laughs> to cross off my shiny object from my item list.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, pretty much everything goes okay uh, the rest of the day. Um, and then he's like, all right, we're pulling into. Um, This uh, planet, uh, he gives you a little information. This is a really small Outer Rim trading planet. Um, Very, very small community. Uh, There was only roughly maybe 200 or so people that they believed um, within the planet. And the town, city, which is only roughly about 200 people, um, no communication from this area. Um, They believe that this is one of the planets that got hit. Um, And like I said, it's a very, very remote area. Um, he says we can land, actually, um, if we do a flyby and check to see if everything is okay.
1: Yeah, I say we do a flyby.
0: Okay. Um, y'all forward? get down back into the atmosphere, and y'all kind of do a circular flyby of it, and you can tell there's smoldering bits all over the place. Uh, there are, just, just from a quick glance over it, you can tell that there's been some type of devastating combat done
3: here. Mel's more than a little anxious. Uh, she's never really seen large-scale combat before. Uh-huh. Although she's read about it in books, a yeah. uh, recurring theme. But um, she's uh, she's horrified at the, the destruction and a little intimidated that this is what they're getting involved in.
0: Okay. Um, no problem. It, understandable. It is. It, he eventually lands um, just right outside the town. Uh, doesn't tempt going into any type of port, but just enough that it's just a simple, you know, Not even an hour walk, like 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, And as soon as you land, um, he opens up the hatch and he's like, "Um, you might want to have weapons ready just in case.
1: Do I get weapons? I shout out quickly.
0: You didn't bring your blaster?
2: It got confiscated from her the last time she had one.
0: No, that's right. He, like, also hands ready. over a little really a little lightsaber. blaster pistol.
2: Okay.
1: I ready my little blaster pistol. Uh, pistol.
0: <laughs> okay. Mel?
3: M- Malokia pulls her training lightsaber out and, okay. and readies it. All right. She's not going to turn it on inside the confines of the ship, but she'll wait till the door opens. Okay.
0: Uh, you get down and out of the ship, and all of a sudden, you can see this black billowing smoke. Uh, carnage is all over the place. There are plenty of things that are destroyed. Buildings and rubbles. Um, You can tell that there was some some type of mass damage done, but not mass damage from like you know like ships being flown into it. Um, Not huge blasters, you know, not like planetary or you know starship type blasters. These are very precision struck uh, damage. Um, Give me a perception, and this is going to be y'all walking through the place for about an hour. To try to figure out if anything is anything stands out. Uh, standard difficulty.
2: There's that thread again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the old Gan charm.
2: Yep.
0: All right. Uh, two <laughs> percent for sad people, good one. Uh, Mel, you look around and you're just like, Yeah, this is pretty much, yep, this is devastation. You're kind of too shocked to realize what's going on, it's something that you haven't seen before, and it's just kind of blows over. Gand, you're like, Yep, yep, uh, Frizz, you're like looking and checking it out. And you notice that this isn't blaster fire at all. None. Oh. This is actually precision cut straight from sabers. Oh. That this is definitely a saber cut through mechanical things. There is no blaster fire whatsoever. No singe marks from blaster fire. It is all straight. You can tell the fused, you know, between anything that was cut is definitely there. Uh, everybody give me one more perception roll and only a one purple, uh, difficulty on this one.
1: I think it's past these
0: eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And you can never get away from that threat. No. Okay. Uh, y'all are looking around. Um... And you're just like, yeah, I see that. It's, you know, this is not blaster fire. Uh, Mel and Frizz, y'all are looking around. Something's not right. There's no bodies. Oh. Uh,
3: I'm I'm going to yell out
1: really quick. Hey, guys, uh, there's no bodies here.
3: Uh, would they have taken the bodies? That doesn't... Why?
0: Um... Don't know uh a seven is just re- kind of recording and just kind of humming and hawing with you and keeping up all the information um you eventually spend probably about two to three hours here going through the place uh, you do find a body or two uh you actually find a couple bodies uh, of older men uh, and uh and, and 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 looks like they have had weapons of some sort and they have actually been cleaved through or Killed, and you can definitely tell it's saber damage.
3: Mel's gonna contemplate if uh, if she's read anything in the history books or in the the Jedi lore that she's studied about like maybe a a tribe or a cult of saber wielders or force users who care about like the bodies of their you know the people they've attacked. Or like preserving Um, them, taking them, or sacrificing them, or anything like
0: that? um, uh, You'll definitely need to do a Jedi lore. uh, And that's definitely going to be since we're pretty far in the future, and we're still relearning about Jedi stuff, definitely two purples and a black. (laughs)
3: Alright.
0: You're like, crap! Uh, You're like, yeah! There was this one group of uh, saber wielding people and you have got this whole background history, uh, but something's not adding up. You recall okay. a specific type of race and everything of the of people that did wield sabers, um, but there is definitely not what this is. Something's not right with what you found and what's here.
3: Okay, I, I've read uh, in the past about... Um, and I don't remember what they're called, but there, there were like cults or tribes or sects of Force-wielders. Um, a lot of this was lost in the history, but who, who cared about the bodies of the Fallen or their, their own Fallen or who, who would perform kind of bizarre acts of the Force on the deceased. But this doesn't look like that. It, something's not adding up here, and I don't know if it's that I haven't read the appropriate texts, if this is some kind of modern perversion of an ancient ritual, or or if I'm completely out, out on the wrong limb here. But uh, this this feels disturbingly familiar, but also wholly unknown to me.
1: Uh, speaking of unfamiliar, so you guys, I'm no thinker. But if I recall, whenever we were back there on that broken ship down stuff, there were some empty robes in the middle of that battle room. Just throwing mm. it out there.
3: Yeah, that's uh that's an observation put in this context that's even more disturbing.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm disturbed.
3: Okay. Yeah, with good reason.
0: Um, you eventually uh, y'all are searching, and like I said, it's only two hundred people, so it's not a huge town. Um, and you noticed that. Um, there are plenty of different things, but there's some writing on the wall and you don't recognize it. Hey, you're not disturbed, Dan. You didn't know. You, you, you like kind of keep calm. This, you're not shaken by this, Uh Uh, but you do find some writing on one of the walls. You don't know what it is. Mm. And you can tell that it was placed there, not by the people living here. It's oh, a feels strange text.
1: Friz is going to pull out her piece of paper that had the password to the uh-huh. on it, and she's going to jot on the back approximately what those symbols look like for okay.
3: later. You can. No problem. Yeah. Mel's going to glance over her shoulder and correct her when she doesn't appropriately copy the text. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are uh, they
2: are you... in or are they in. Uh is it that the symbols themselves are foreign or that the words, the symbols are making are foreign.
0: The symbols are foreign.
2: Okay.
0: Not, not like a wrong dialect or whatever, but the symbols Mm -hmm. are foreign. So uh, other than that, guys, if you want to do any more searching, let me know. Uh, But you come to the conclusion of this planet that there is definitely a something happened here. Uh, they've taken bodies or captured alive, and they were sabers used, and there is some foreign writing on the wall.
2: Um, Gand wants to look and see if there is, say, a village armory that may still have stuff in it.
0: Uh, You search out. There's not really an armory, so you don't have to, you know... Uh, this is very out of the outer rim, very countryfied type uh place so it's mostly just shops and people that live here
2: okay
0: uh, other than that a7 you know takes information this is i think we got uh what we need we need to head to the next planet
1: good because i am too disturbed to stay here any longer
0: yeah it's yeah, actually eerie creepy unsettling Um, he loads up and he's like, um, you can see that there's, he he stands next to the console of the ship, um, pushes some buttons and you can see him like pause for a little bit. And he's like, um, guys, we have five more planets we have to find after this next one.
3: Uh. Uh. Oh, very well, I guess. Let's go okay uh, uh, sorry go ahead no i just i hope they all don't look like this this is draining uh, there's something horrible that happened here
0: yep definitely you can feel the eeriness and the destruction that's coming from it um you go off to another planet it's going to take you about about a day or so um if anybody is in the pilot seat Uh, make a perception roll. I'm gonna re clear. I'm gonna clear all this stuff for us real quick.
1: I am definitely not in the pilot seat. I would be. I'm Uh, in the pantry seat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mel's probably quietly meditating by herself, uh, contemplating the destruction they just witnessed.
0: Okay. Uh, Gand, you're like, something's wrong with that coordinate you just put in. You definitely know something's different about what he just put in. Because he told you he was going to, uh, Frolia, and Mm -hmm. uh, something wasn't right about the coordinates for an outer rim planet. A7? Yes.
2: What are you doing, A7?
0: Um, That's not a
2: coordinate for an outer rim planet, A7. It's
0: because we're moving in. We're not going out.
2: Trying to think about what kind of role I could make right now to see how far in that planet would be.
0: Give me a navigation uh, that would help. Okay. Ah, you're like, mm, not sure. But you definitely know that you're going away from that outer rim and you're heading back in. Uh-huh. Um this one takes roughly about another 2 days or so to get there. And you do the same thing, you do a quick flyby. It is another small uh place. Um he says it's probably, you know, 2 to 500 people, give or take. Um and you land and you see the exact same thing. No bodies, very very I gotta say uh, very few bodies um and the ones you do find definitely are destroyed by sabers uh are killed by a saber strike and uh you see that same writing again on the side of the wall
3: um mel's gonna examine the writing again this time is it exactly the same or just very similar? exactly
0: characters? no exactly the same
3: some kind of
1: cult or something
0: Dan, you're like, nah, Jedi's wouldn't do that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Mel's going to see if uh, if anything she knows uh, about Jedi lore or about ancient religions or traditions or even just linguistics clues her into what this uh, this writing is about. Okay. It's familiar or seems like anything she's ever seen before.
0: Uh, this is definitely going to be a red and a black.
3: So red, purple, black?
0: Red, purple, purple, black. Okay. Hmm. Um, huh. you 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 sit there and you're like, "This is a very ancient ancient language. Uh, definitely nothing in the records from what you can gather right here, but you definitely know that this is a." ancient language that has been extinct or died off you just don't know who had it at one point mm. um okay. you find like a symbol that matches some far-off document that you can't figure out right now with a limited amount of resources you have
3: okay mel's gonna take a very very careful etching of the symbol and she's gonna make a note about it she's gonna do a little bit of her own field work and see what she can record and uh take that back uh presumably when they return to the uh the libraries
0: okay you uh you take that back um and like i said it's the exact same thing um a7 is like let's head to the next one um and um co-pilot give me a perception roll You still have no clue what's going on. Um, nothing. Things, uh, and you get to this one. He doesn't even tell you the planet name. And the population is getting bigger. This one's probably about five to 700 people. Uh, type. And it's destroyed the same exact way. Same exact thing. Same writing. All over it.
3: As soon as we um, land, Mel's already disinterested in the uh, the expedition. She's already sure they're going to be seeing the same thing, and feeling really anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And she's almost almost like from boots on the ground, ready to to go back into the ship and just get to the next planet.
0: Okay. And uh, as soon
3: as as soon as they do uh, complete their investigation and get back on the planet, she heads directly for the cockpit and uh, when A sevens keying in the coordinates, she. She watches very, very carefully to see where he's going. And she says, at this point, should we just go to the farthest in planet?
0: Go ahead. He punches in another coordinate. See if you can figure out what he's punching in.
3: Is this, sorry, is this astrogation?
0: Yes, if you have astrogation, it's easier. Otherwise, a perception troll.
3: Yeah, astrogation. So is that one purple? (laughs) uh,
0: It's two purple, standard difficulty. Okay. Uh, you notice as you click it and you look at it, you're like, um, A7, why are we going back to the interplanets?
3: This kind of confirms a the theory Mel had, which is that if the uh, the people on Korriban are really anxious about this, this isn't just, you know, some people who disappeared on a mission. This is This is a sort of present threat, and it's obviously getting closer. She watches the coordinates be keyed in and then she just sort of puts a hand on A7's shoulder and says, "Um, we're here to investigate five planets. Why don't we go to the fifth one, the closest one?
0: Okay. Um, You go to the fifth one and uh, all of a sudden you hear a comm link come over um, over uh, over the channel and it's uh, definitely someone from uh, the Jedi Council. And uh, A7 pops it over and is like, um, we need you to report about what you've seen so far.
3: Uh, we just arrived at the last planet. Chile uh, you'd like us to investigate this. Or, uh, what
0: planets have you been to?
3: Uh, we relayed the list of planets uh, okay. so far. All right. And we, we tell a little bit about our findings, and also that these coordinates are getting closer and closer, which they obviously already knew.
0: Yeah, I mean it's still pretty far away, but you can tell this is moving in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the language? You're gonna do anything with the writing that you found?
3: Yeah, Mel's gonna tell them that they saw a really unfamiliar language and would like to research it more back at the libraries. Um, it's definitely ancient. Uh, as are the practices of the people who've wiped out these, uh, these towns and villages. Okay. And, but they, they, they echo with some kind of familiarity that she can't quite put her finger on.
0: Okay. All right. He says, all right, go and continue to that, uh, that fifth one we have you on. uh, And we'll get back to you after you found what's going on there. Um, This one takes a little bit longer to go. Um, This one takes about a week to get there uh, because it's kind of off the path. But it's still further in. And I wouldn't say it takes a week in time, it just takes you a week to get there from where you are, just because it's taking so long to go through hyperspace. Sure. Um and you get to the planet and you're seeing the exact same thing, but this is now like a planet that had ten thousand plus.
3: And we're still seeing the same thing, like no real bodies?
0: Uh, you're, of course you're seeing more The more people you have there But you're definitely not seeing 10,000 dead people You know what I'm saying
1: After, after A7 says 10,000 people uh Frizz is going to uh, Quietly turn over and vomit in her cloak
0: Okay <laughs> She is
1: so tired of this <laughs>
0: uh, This is definitely coming up to be a lot more than This is not just a random thing This is definitely not space pirates Or you know a rowing band.
3: Yeah, Mel's having a really weird sensation because while she's as repulsed as Frizzes, she's also she's also becoming intrigued by the puzzle. Okay. At this point, uh, she's no longer just horrified at the the apparent meaningless loss of life. She's Starting to see it like it's a statistic. Okay. Mel
2: I, I tried to think on this and I couldn't come up with anything. But is there some kind of pattern in the bodies that were left?
3: Um, yeah. Let me let me have a look at that. That's an interesting theory. In, in the, um,
2: are are the same types of people left every time?
3: Well, on the first planet it was it was older men. Um yeah, Mel's going to see if there's any kind of logic to it. Uh, it, it. Before, it was people whose bodies have been particularly mangled by sabers, so she's going to see if uh, if there's a pattern uh, in the the like level of intactness the remaining bodies have, or the types of people that the remaining bodies have.
0: Okay. Um, you, um, you, you can take a really deep look, um, and you've seen enough planets that you know, and you've seen enough destruction, I'm not even going to make you roll for this, that... You can tell that these people that were defending and protecting their lives. Um, and at one point you can figure out that these people were, you know, standing their ground. Um, using blaster rifles, using whatever they could to protect for whatever was coming for them. Um, okay. These are people that defended themselves So for whatever happened.
3: you know, non-combatants or just kind of uh, citizens who, who may have surrendered are completely absent from casualties, but we're seeing you know, the more battle capable yes. people have just taken down.
0: Especially at this last planet uh, with the 10,000+, plus, because they do have a police-type force um, and protection, you can tell that they are definitely dead. Uh, but, like, everyday citizens are no longer there. Mm.
2: Did the police-type force leave any armor behind? It uh, was not destroyed? No uh yeah, and you can see the destruction
0: less... is getting bigger and bigger and you can tell that they're it's not just like specific slicing of things it's like we're gonna wreck this building and blow it up before we leave type thing now you're finding explosions but not blaster fire
3: hmm. okay um Mel's going to head back to the ship and she's mm-hmm. going to plot a couple of, uh, of different sort of charts on the, the astrogation simulator and look at if there's any kind of patterns uh, with the, the array of planets they've been to and that they were sort of expected to go to. I mean, obviously they're moving inward, but is there a logical next choice? Is there a very specific course being plotted? Uh,
0: you, you kick it in and as soon as you get in, A7's already relaying the information to uh, the Jedi Council. Um, And you kind of look over it, and you don't see a true pattern. You just know that it's moving from the outer rim to inside. Um, And all of a sudden, A7 goes, look at this. And he like pops up, and this map shows up. And he's like, this is what the other people have found. And you, you see this large astrogation chart, and you're seeing these red planets pop up. And it's like everybody's inputting these planets where something has been destroyed. Uh, And it's not all the planets are in there, but you can definitely see like this ring or globe because it's a 3D is like coming in. It's still quite large, but you can definitely tell that it's moving towards, you know, after people start inputting all their stuff. You can see a blip, 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 blip. And you can see that it's, it's moving from the furthest outreach that they have and you can see it start moving in.
3: Is it coming from, uh, like, kind of a side of the galaxy, or is it is it literally from all sides coming in?
0: All sides that you can tell.
3: Wow. The, the scope of this is unimaginable.
0: Correct. There's a lot. It's huge.
3: Yeah, Mel is overwhelmed by a sense of true dread for a few minutes. Uh, she's never encountered anything quite like this, or uh as as existential in its threat. Okay. Um she she just sort of takes a step back to kinda of reel in the scope.
0: Okay. Um yeah, this is a lot bigger than you thought it was. Um all of a sudden while you're looking at the map, four little dots appear. And A7's like, we need to go to these now.
3: Uh okay, let's go. Um Mel's gonna start Where are they, right they all there. going?
0: Uh, you can see that it's uh, four more other planets that are closer in. No,
2: uh, no. Gand is kind of an existential comment about where could you store all that, all of those people.
0: Yes. <laughs> that is something that is a very good question.
2: <laughs>
3: he has no way of trying
2: to answer that question. He just is shocked.
3: Yeah, in all of the books that she's ever read, Mel has never encountered something that could possibly even even want to answer that question. Yep. Um, she'll key in the astrogation coordinates as quickly as possible and head to the, the first planet indicated.
0: Okay. Uh, you keep going in. Um, you're going to see the exact same thing on all four planets. Uh, the same writing, the same information, the... You notice that, and and there's more and more people dead. Um, By the fourth planet, I need everybody make a fear check.
1: Oh, a fear check. Is
2: what?
3: Cool.
0: Yes. Uh, And before you type anything completely, uh, there will be a a three purples and a red for this one because is really oh. building on your psyche. Okay. You get to your last planet and as soon as you stop there, you feel this all of a sudden this dread wash over you. Um as you can you can smell the death. You can you can you, you can see more bodies because more people are defending themselves. Um, definitely, Gand, you you are super super careful that you don't throw up within your suit, uh-huh. and you you step down. You look around and you immediately walk right back in the ship. Uh, Frizz and uh, Mel, you both walk down, and you kind of instantly you feel that. You you know it's going to be there. You're not going to go look. It's too horrific to go on any further. Yeah, I
1: don't need any more trauma. Uh,
0: and you think about the last one, because this is by the, by the last one you're there. Um, this is we're in the millions now.
3: Yeah, Mel really hoped that she'd get to this planet and find something different, or that the scope of the people could change what was being seen but uh it's obviously that's not the case and we're dealing with something almost unfathomable yep uh, she, she gets back on the ship and says i don't know what to do I'm, I'm wholly outclassed by the situation yeah i hope the council has some kind of a plan
1: Right. Uh, Fri- Frizz is going to point out uh, if we keep traveling the planets faster and faster and more towards the rim I don't want to be on one before whatever this is comes to it
0: um, A7's like first time I actually agree with you Frizz <laughs> uh, I think it's time we go to a uh, larger dock station um, Mel- M- is ne- uh, Mamek isn't actually needing us to pick up some stuff uh, and pick him up from uh, what was it called? Ereidu? Ereidu? Uh-huh. And when we get there, we're supposed to pick him up and head back to uh, Korriban. I think we've seen enough. There's there's nothing we can do. We need to, we need to prepare for whatever's coming and do some more research. Um, fuck the council.
3: Yeah. Uh, Mel feels very much the same way. She's uh, going to collect all of the notes she's taken on the various writings And she's going to focus on research. That's the best way she can contribute here.
0: Um, All right. Uh, Y'all, I mean, I'm sure you're not going to stay here. No. Okay. Uh, And y'all head through hyperspace. Uh, Pretty much by the time you're done with all of this, it's probably been about a month or more uh, since y'all have left off. Um, It it Mm -hmm. has definitely been a dreadful sight. Um, It has been a problem. Uh, it is definitely put all on your psyche, um, and these people that are doing this or whoever's doing it uh, definitely are not caring. This is mass destruction, mass genocide at a huge level. Um, you get there and you head to Eridu, and you pull in, and A7's like, I'm not getting any communication at all oh god you land and pull out of an atmosphere and you come to this
3: ah. oh no and eridu was a planet with like with like millions of millions of people right correct
1: my meat cooking friends
0: <laughs> you come in and this is a smoldering planet This, as you can tell, no one had any clue or any preparation. Um, A7's like, we have to land and find out. This is is unheard of.
1: I do not want to land.
0: (laughs) He says, we need to get to the city area and find out what happened. There has to be a recording. This is too big of a city to this happen.
3: Well, and at this point, there—I, I mean, someone must have survived. I mean, the scale of destruction necessary to truly obliterate this planet uh, is just unimaginable.
0: Yes, this is it's not unheard of. Not unheard of, mm-hmm. but it is. This is this is huge—a larger scale than you thought would be. Would have happened. You,
2: you you aren't doing this with lightsabers.
0: No. A
2: fizz uh,
1: uh, is going to ask uh, a seven. Do you think Mayok was still on this planet? Or did he have other missions as well?
0: We were supposed to meet him here and pick him up.
1: Oh, that's right. I wonder if he's here.
0: Um, we'll probably need to find out. Um, So you land. Is anybody going to stay on the ship? Or is anybody going to go? Anybody not going, I should say.
3: No, I'm not. I, guess I'm I feel go. like she has to go at this point. Like... She doesn't want to, but the sense of urgency is there.
2: it it's it's an all or nothing if there's something left here or if the the enemy is still here, they're gonna need my blaster okay since those two don't have much in the way of offensive
0: capabilities okay <laughs> <laughs> um you land um and you get out and you can just smell the death you smell the destruction the burning uh you can definitely tell that this was a planet-wide destruction this was not a simple hit an outer rim planet type destruction these people were eradicated you can tell that this was there was planetary bombardment with this one
1: um frizz is going to look around uh and see if she can maybe perceive if this is something that happened very recently or a little bit ago, like a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of days or hours, depending on how fresh the, de- the devastation looks.
0: Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a perception. Okay. Oh, sorry. I have it turned off so we can see the cool picture. <laughs> it is very cool. <laughs> I did a lot of cool look for some really cool scenes for y'all. Um, uh, you look around. It's... <laughs> what what'd you say tim
3: no it's i mean they're cool but also horrifying <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of the purpose uh you look yeah. around and you know this has been recent but you're not exactly sure how recent um definitely in, within a few weeks probably
3: within well, I mean, a few weeks okay necessarily less than a month because we've, we were here and it was a thriving metropolis
0: correct
1: mm-hmm. i'm gonna point out to my party uh this doesn't seem like it happened today, so I'm going to say that there probably isn't immediate threat
2: within our vicinity.
0: Okay, um, okay. you get you get down and get open. at A seven is like um,
2: uh, we each might want one of these, and I pass out the uh, climbing kits because this was a metropolis, and there might be all kinds of rubble we'll need to climb over.
0: Okay, um, thank you. You get in uh a7 is like uh, he's like i found us a vehicle we could use that was stored to get us to the city area or to a communication panel that might help us out um and he's like it's just a small little hovercraft to get you from point a to point b um okay. he'll he'll drive um you're driving through this city and of course you're seeing much more larger amounts of dead um burnt corpses um severed parts you name it this is and it's of all types of races you can definitely tell that there was a mass planetary bombardment when this happened um and you eventually come to the place that you need to Uh, you're visibly shaken um, definitely pulling on that part of your brain that's like how can this happen type thing Um, you get into uh, the building and uh, a7 looks at you uh, Mel and says find out what happened
3: and uh, she's she's generally pretty horrified and she's been kind of like with the group kind of just staring blankly forward but with that she kind of clicks into gear and she starts kind of taking notes looking around and really really carefully trying to to sort of put together a, a narrative um, and she's going to um, engage with the uh, <clears throat> whatever whatever she can find in okay. terms of the...
0: it's just a terminal i mean yeah. and, and and you can plug in and get what you need to uh, You just need to see how much information you can gather from it
3: probably a computers check at this point
0: yes Definitely, hundred percent computer check.
3: Can I uh, assist
2: with skull duggery in case there's any kind of security?
0: Yes, go ahead. Uh, provide an assist roll with this. That's so fine.
2: How do I do that?
0: Uh, you add a blue to his roll.
3: Okay, cool. And uh, is this two purples or is it more difficult than that?
0: No, two purples is fine. Okay. Yeah, you you eventually. Dan's um, like, wait, watch out for this part. Watch out. Okay, there you go. And you click in and you get a a communication that seems to be the last before everything shut off. And it is a terrified voice of a man, uh, definitely human. Uh, And you can feel, you can just feel the pain and fear in his voice as he's screaming. We don't know how they got here. We don't know how they got this. Where did that thing come from? It came from nowhere and it's firing and that's all you hear from that communication.
3: And there's, uh, there's no visual record. It's just the audio recording, just the audio uh,
0: go for another terminal access rule. Uh, see if you can dig uh, the difficulty is going to go up to three purples now.
3: Uh, does the skull degree assistance help at all?
0: Yes, it will help. Okay. Because you're actually trying to crack code from inside. Mm, Good job. Um, You click in. You're able to get past the next set of security codes, Um, and you're you hear this, and it's like, and you notice this is not from the section that you're in. It's from another part of the planet. Um, Who are these people? What are they doing here? Why do they have sabers? And then all of a sudden you hear blaster fire and they're getting through and it cuts out from there.
3: This is an incredibly well organized group of people whose scale is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I mean, even in the the writings I've done about the the like the empire and their rise to power, like that there were so many clues and such a long lead time before you'd see an attack of this kind of magnitude. I have I have no idea what force could organize this quickly in this. You hear you hear
0: a seven. Yeah yeah Turk I'll t- yeah yeah yes I'll I'll let him know. Uh, Turk is... Uh, so we need to get back on the ship. We need to uh, come back to Korriban as soon as possible.
3: Um, I'm more than happy to leave this place.
0: Okay. Um. He's like... Yeah, he, we don't know if he's here or not. He's not communicating. He most likely is dead, Turk. Yeah. Okay. And you... You see him turn off and he's like, let's go home.
1: This is going to lean over to Gon and say, I think he's talking about Mayok.
3: <laughs> that, that would just...
2: be the logical conclusion. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> no, we will just let a little smile come across her face. Um, before they leave the planet, she's just going to kind of... like.
0: Oh, you, you haven't even got out of the building yet.
3: Okay. Um, before we get out of the building, she's just going to kind of take a second and, I mean, she doesn't have any force training or any kind of ability beyond just a natural sensitivity, but mm-hmm. she's just going to kind of let her sort of feelings um, slip past her. There's been an enormous amount of death here, but if there's any sense of life or any kind of remnant of the person that she's met, um, she's going to see if she can feel it.
0: Okay. Um. All you feel as the emotions wave over you is this is just mass death. Um, if you knew that if, you, if either one of you were more attuned to the force, you definitely would have felt this before it happened or as it happened.
3: Well, for the first time ever, Mel's going to be grateful she has only the limited force of understanding she does. Yeah.
0: Okay. Y'all get it, y'all get out of the building. Um, get back into uh, the hovercraft and start heading away. Uh, Make a perception roll. Only two purples.
2: Still with that threat.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Can you use a fate point after you roll?
0: No. (laughs) You roll and you kind of look around and y'all are still on edge and that's the reason why it's kind of you know, kind of shrieking you out a bit or tripping you out, um, and why you're kind of not seeing this uh, until it's a little too late, and all of a sudden you hear this shriek of like death screaming. It is so ear piercing, it is so scary, it is so soul shattering that everybody needs to make a fear check. Ah,
1: this is soul shattering.
3: Fear check. How many uh, purples
0: is it? Uh, this is actually going to be two purples and a red.
1: I'm scared.
0: Okay. Uh, first of all, you actually took the worst of it. Everybody failed their fear check. You both, yeah. all three of you turn around, and even A7's like, he goes, We're leaving. And you turn around, and you see this humanoid form dressed in fully black composite armor from head to toe and black cloak and black i mean just like the darkest of night but the metal is shiny and all of a sudden you hear the scream come from him and he lights up these two sabers and when they light up they're not just red they're like a black it's like the light has gone out type red it's like a blood-style type red.
1: They're like a black hole. Yeah. That's horrifying.
0: But it does have a red tinge to the outside of it. The inside is very dark and black, but the outside is very—it's uh, still a dark blood-style type red. And you hear this piercing scream. And then A7's like, we're getting out of here. And he pushes the button, you know, and he starts to drive off. And you see this creature, humanoid shape, leap through the air towards you.
2: By the way, Gand is so terrified by that sound, he's just going to start firing his gun.
0: Okay. Uh, You may go ahead and fire if you would like. Uh, You will definitely have a difficulty of three purples and a red at this point to be shaken and for what this person's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, You shoot, but as soon as you shoot, you see these sabers come in and pop down and hit two of the blasters, and one of them hit your vehicle. (sighs) And you can see he's Um, about to land on the vehicle as he's coming down. You each have one action until he gets there.
3: uh, Yeah. Um, Mel's going to just turn on the lightsaber and just kind of hold as defensive a stance as she can
0: okay
1: uh, Fizz is super shaken but she is going to access her center of being as best as she can and use a fate point to try to shoot this thing because okay. she does not want to die okay. um, that is two purples and a red
0: yes but you get a blue because you used the fate point
1: okay Oh, come on.
0: You hit, and as soon as he comes down, you can definitely tell. He, he blocks it with no problem, Ugh. but it kind of, it, it, it's a well-solid hit that he flips before he gets onto the craft and kind of slides back, and you hear him scream again. And A7's like, looks back.
2: Why are you looking back?
0: Shit. And you see him, he's like, you know, you can like, you can just see him pushing as many buttons, and he's like, throw everything off. Not Frizz, but everything off.
3: <laughs> yeah, Mel's gonna dump whatever supplies and stuff. She'll hang on to her pathetic training lightsaber and her notes about the writings, but basically everything else, she's just bailing off the, the vehicle as quickly as possible. I'm
2: throwing chairs, I'm like, <laughs> up the...
3: All
0: right. You're sitting there doing that He kind of stands back up And of course you're moving at a much faster pace But you see him And he's like leaping And flying through the air Definitely you can tell that he's using some type of force uh, Force jumping And sliding around And getting through Kind of like if a Jedi had parkour Oh um,
1: my god, a hardcore parkour Jedi
3: <laughs> um, Well that's that's the scariest thing I've ever seen
0: And sabers Uh, are coming on and off As he's doing it And he would like When he's flipping He'll like flip And he'll like turn them on To cut down a beam Or something that's in his way Before he gets to it So he doesn't like slam into it
1: Somebody throw chairs at him
3: Yeah um, Mel's gonna again Adopt that defensive stance Hold her lightsaber You know at the ready Assuming at some point this Supernatural creature is going to catch up with them. Um, She's terrified, but she's doing her best to be the stalwart force for good right before she gets cut down.
0: Okay. Um, Before we go any further, does everybody have about 15 or so more minutes that we are good for? Yeah. I'm good for another 15. Okay. Okay. I I know we like to stop around eight or so, but we kind of started late, and I want to kind of get this finished up, and I want to kind of get the next part because it'll actually start us on the true story. Um you, you 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 sit there and A7 is pushing it and eventually you do uh get but you know that this guy is near behind you. Uh and you get to the spaceship. A7's like get the hell on. And you for an ad ag- no, for a yeah. robot, Please. he seems pretty agile as he leaps out of the ship.
3: Yeah, um, Mel's going to scramble on as quickly as she can, uh, not not worried about her own personal safety or anything other than just getting on there as quickly as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you get on, no problem.
3: Yeah, Gand, Gand is
2: running for the ship, and like as soon as he's in the ship, he's running for the cockpit.
0: Yeah, well, you notice that the ship is already on, and actually the only thing that's touching the ground is the plank. The landing gear is <laughs> already up. Y'all yep. jump on, uh, get on, and as soon as the landing, as soon as the hatch just starts to close, you see this whatever it is that has you know been chasing you, come in, and throw both the sabers at the door, and fully yes. lit, just throw ah. them at you, and the door closes right as the two sabers hit and actually poke through, and then turn them, You can tell that they turn themselves off and fail.
3: Well, Mel's going to see what she can do mechanically in terms of patching what could turn into a leak into space. But uh, (laughs) in the meantime, hopefully the pilots are taking care of getting the ship off this planet.
0: Okay. Um, You can tell the ship's already started moving um, and it's already been planned. Um, A7 throws you this canister gun, Mel. uh, It says patch those holes
3: she she jumps right into it uh, working as quickly as she can to use her mechanical engineering training and her many hours of shop work.
0: okay uh, you, can, you know no role is needed. You pretty much know how this works. This is pretty much a, a common knowledge type thing. Cool. Uh, and you have plenty of time, so I'm not there's not anything that you need to worry about. Um, and you get it patched up. Um, it's going to take you about two days to get back to Corobon. Um, so, if there's anything you want to do in particular, let me know before we jump into the last part of the adventure.
2: Uh, Gand would like to meditate for those two days to try and
3: calm <laughs> the fuck. <Sorry.
0: laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I know
3: that we're. Sorry. Um, having seen this this being this creature or this uh, this force user in person. Is Mel able to contextualize any Jedi lore understanding or, or get any more information about it? Uh,
0: go and give me some rolls. Uh, definitely two purples, a red, and a black right now. Okay,
3: that that sounds like probably no. But I, I like that you're letting me roll the dice.
0: I always will let you roll the dice. I'm just going to tell you that there is a okay. huge negative. Um. You're like, I don't know what that is, but that was damn scary. Um, Correct, yes. <laughs> you're like charting all this information and making sure you're documenting really well. That's what your three bonuses for is a great yeah. documentation done, but you have no clue what this is.
3: Good Good field research, bad practical experience. <laughs> Correct.
0: Um, about um, the end of day one, on your trip back um a sevens like they finally deciphered what that writing was turk comes on and is like you need to get home now
3: what did the writing say
0: we're coming home
1: I hope their home is the same home as our home is home.
3: Well, I hope our home's not in the way of their home. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> well, that's terrifying and haunting, but ultimately a kind of a clue.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, anybody going to do anything the second day? <clears throat>
3: Fizz is eating her
2: emotions the second day.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: And is continuing to meditate on his emotions the okay. day.
3: Mel's kind of lost in her books again. She's going to still continue to contemplate whether there's a connection between the kind of ancient Jedi that she like knew about or understood about, or ancient Force users, uh, and what she saw or has experienced so far. Still not really making any connections, but feeling relieved to be at least looking into it.
0: Okay. Um, you get back, Um and as soon as you come in the atmosphere, something's not right. Um, what you thought, you know, usually it's really bustling and busy, but um, there's a lot of moving going on. As in, things are being packed up. Oh. And you I can think see. I don't have anything. Big ships are being taken off. And you well. land. And Turk is right there. He's like, get into the council right now.
3: Okay. Uh, Mel's going to collect all of her paperwork and she's going to head straight there.
0: Okay. Um, And and like A7, you're like running to where you need to go. You can tell that this looks like a mass evacuation. This is not... Is
2: this one allowed in the council?
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) I I go with them. Yes. Standard rules for protocol are uh, <laughs> not in effect.
0: Correct. Um, they're sitting there, and, the, and you can tell, like, half of the council's not even there. I mean, not even, like, 20% is there. Um, they're sitting there, and they're, they're not even in their seats. They're down at this huge table, and they're like, you go here, you go here, you, here. You take these people and go that direction. You take these people and go that direction. Um and Turk walks up, and he's like, I got him. And it, you see one of the, the council members, and he's like, here, take this and keep it safe. And they give you this box.
3: Okay, um, Mel takes the box. And, and
0: it's, it's like a chest. I would just say more than a box. It's like a chest.
3: Okay, she takes half of the box.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, you, it, it's actually able to be levitated. I should be a little bit more descriptive. It, uh, it, it's a okay. large chest, but it is a, a levitation type device that you can move it pretty easy okay, and was uh, like
3: do you, do you want any of our findings or what, what What do we do
0: there's no time get off the planet uh, and all of a sudden you hear this large large explosion go off gand make a perception roll
2: no threat
0: no threat it's a first <laughs> Uh, remember those blueprints that you were meaning to send? Yeah. That could have came from that direction.
2: Okay. Well, I don't have to send them blueprints anymore. <laughs> I'm out of that. I'm off
0: that hook. Um, and all of a sudden, the planet and the building start to shake. And okay. you can feel... No. Something, of course, is happening all over around you now. Where you were living on Korriban, this is not the whole planet's not taken up. It's you know a secluded Jedi area, type thing, okay. but it is still a larger type city, not like a Coruscant, but you know, you know, six, seven thousand, eight thousand type people, okay. uh, mostly Jedi or Jedi's okay. in training. Okay,
3: but certainly, like if we if we're grading on the scale of combatants or non-combatants. Like, that's six or 7,000 people who can hold their own in a fight, and they're all evacuating right now. Yes. Like, we should get out of here. Yes. Yes. Run. So uh, Belle's gonna guide the levitation chest uh, back toward the ship, and but she's moving at a brisk pace as quickly as she can move this, this item. Okay. Before
2: we leave Turk,
3: I'm going to remind
2: him he owes me money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turk's looking at you go, shut up, Gand, and move!
2: No, no, I'm running while I'm
0: saying this, but just to remind him. Okay. You're running outside, and as soon as you come outside the main temple, it hits you. You see people dropping from ships that are hovering above, and you see people just jumping from ships. Sabers lit. The blackest red as they are landing like paratrooper types. And you hear labor, saber combat all around you.
3: Uh, okay, um, Mel's trying not to like marvel at the like the tactical ingenuity of what's occurring, which would be interesting if she was reading about it in a book. But instead, is just terrifying. And and she rushes toward the ship as po- as quickly as possible. Uh, she radios to to A seven, um, where we're trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. Uh, if you can start up the ship.
0: We're ready to go. All done. Get on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to run back, and Turk is with you. You know, trying to get, trying to get with you, uh, and all of a sudden you're probably like maybe a hundred yards from the ship, getting on, and all of a sudden four figures drop in front of you, um, and they're not holding typical double or dual; they're holding pikes. Oh. And they're lit with the saber. Turk's like, there's no way. And all of a sudden, he lights his saber. And he's like, whatever happens, get your ass on that ship and get the hell out.
3: Oh no. Um, uh, I mean, Mel's gonna take advantage of the distraction that he's making and his effort to sacrifice and she's gonna just try to rush around these Pike wielding people, and she's going to try to guide this chest as quickly as possible.
0: Okay, you start to move, and all of a sudden, as soon as you start to move, Turk force leaps up and engages these guys right away. Um, you see him pull out his one saber, and then he's got a, a the the small miniature, which is what you know what what you saw Yoda use the Shanto or how it's pronounced, and it's it's kind of like a dagger saber, pretty much is what it is. Um, and starts going to town. These guys are matching him. No problem. And he you can tell that this is a fight for the ages. Uh, you actually kind of get distracted every so often as you see them perform feats that you would only imagine during combat.
3: I mean, Mel is, is like, one part Marvel, one part horror, as she like rushes toward the ship. But she's like, she's looking over her shoulder. She's impressed. Uh, like, yeah, lightsaber combat is her favorite thing. <laughs>
0: um, he's definitely holding his own, but you can tell that it's taking some time. Uh, it's it's wearing him down. Uh, he is he's got them actually repositioned. You can tell that this was more of a position move than a cath- kill. Uh, to put them where his back is towards you all and the ship, and they're on the other side. um, Leaping away, pulling the sabers out, uh, blocking, dodging, flipping, force pushing. And then all of a sudden, you see Turk hit, and he does like a, a saber hilt stroke on one of the faces, and you see that creature's face snap back really hard, but pull back and the helmet is off. Perception check. Standard difficulty.
3: Nope.
0: Fizz and Gand. Um, <laughs> Mel, you're legalize. just Yeah. You're just like, This is too cool not to watch. Type thing. You're just <laughs> too
3: <laughs>
0: Um Gand and Frizz. Um Frizz, you you don't know what this face is, but this is something, uh, you see this red skin and these long spikes or tentacles or flesh hanging down from it um, and sharp teeth, but it's all dark, dark red. And Gand, it rolls off your tongue. It rolls off your mouth like a poison as you say the word, the Sith race. And Turk looks back at you as he's doing this and six more guys land around him. And he looks back and says, Hide. Don't come back. And all of a sudden these sabers all go into him. No. And slice into his body all pretty much with precision strike. And you can see that he's just standing there, and he's, his sabers turn off. They drop out of his hand. And he's like, go.
3: Well, uh, we're not going to waste that exit. Mel rushes onto the ship oh. as quickly as possible, pushing I the crate, tears streaming down her face. I mean, this is the first being of her own race who's been anything but horrible to her. And she just watched him die at the hands of some horrible monster race.
0: Okay. A7 is pretty much launching y'all off as soon as possible. Um, you're receiving blaster fire as you get out. Uh, nothing that you're going to have to do repairs when you're done, uh, but you eventually get and get out and hit into hyperspace. Um, as you look back before you hit into the loop, you can see that there's mass destruction, and you see nothing but a ton of red sabers being used all over the place. And all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, other Jedi sabers that were being used and just every so often you see it go out, go out, oh, gosh. go out, go out, go out. Go. And it's just like, it's like the lights being diminished, wherever you see a group of red and you see other sabers just disappear and being turned off. And, and he's
2: more it. worried right now about what's happening in front of us.
0: Yes. Um, he, he he You and him are scrambling, and he's like, I've got these coordinates. Just don't let us die.
2: Piloting. Something I'm good at. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm waiting for that one threat.
0: You do have a fate point to use. Yes, I'm Don't mess use this the up. Use that light side point. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sit there and you're trying to pile you pilot it, and you like turn in and you're like, No, and all of a sudden this blaster fire comes right up above you. And you look and there's this huge capital ship and you turn it just as the last second as it starts hitting parts of the planet where the communication arrays were last at. And you're able to hit hyperspace and get out. Mm. And this is where we're going to end.
1: frizz had a crush on him and
3: now he's dead do you remember when it was nice and there was no just death all the time (laughs) (laughs) um okay let me me go and wrap
0: up and we'll do some after uh let's do some after chatter uh guys that's gonna be the end of the game session for today um this was completely story driven um this was i didn't want to do anything um and i've been building up to this but i wanted to do it a little bit quicker than normal so we kind of did a little bit quicker um Because I want to get to the true meat and the heart of this story. Um, So you're going to be back when we come back. Which we're off next week, guys, if anybody's listening. And we'll be back um, the week after that, most likely. Uh,
2: I'm going to be actually in your neck of the woods, Gonzo, that Wednesday. So I won't be near my uh, character sheet and stuff.
0: Okay, Uh, I I can get you one and print it off or you can just uh, do it online before you leave. I'll give you the XP before you leave then. If that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, we'll be back to play then and we'll pick up where it is. And, uh, we will do a small time jump. Um, not long, maybe about a month worth of time. Um, so you can, um, digest what has happened. Um, this is going to be the end of technically episode one. Um, the prologue Uh, and now we're going to get into the meat of the story guys Uh, i'm going to cut off twitch because i don't want to spoil anything for our listeners
3: yeah